must be a better way. There must be a better way to describe things, to arrange words, and a new way to use words to take you to a place beyond words. There must be. Hey, 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 this is Forrest Hall. I'm here with Rebecca. Rebecca Thomas. And this is Real Church Matters, where we talk Real Church Matters because Real Church Church Matters. matters. See, I got it this time. You did. And with all the songbirding, matter (laughs) of fact, just just give them a little bit. Just, just, Just sing something. Real Church Matters. Yay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yeah, yes, exactly. Got it. We got the jingle now. I'm going to put that on there somewhere. Thank you for that, Rebecca. We don't have too many singers on here. We got a lot of uh, wannabe singers on here. I'm talking about myself. Oh, and I'm talking about charity, too. But Oh, no. The um, Real Church Matters housekeeping, realchurchmatters.com, where you can listen to Real Church Matters. Ooh. So, so uh, the um, Apple Podcast, Spotify, um, iHeartMedia, and, and some other places. But um, literally, you can tell Alexa, just play Real Church Matters, and she will play the latest episode. She is not as advanced as Siri, so she will not play a specific episode. If you tell her a specific one, she will say that she does not have that feature. At least she's honest. But, um, yeah, you can tell her, play Real Church Madison. She'll play the latest episode, which will be 172 when you're hearing this. And I'm so happy to have Rebecca here. Shout out to everybody that listens. I read off the people on my the last episode with Solomon. So... This is what we will do. I will thank you guys in Ireland and Ghana. Ghana. Yeah, yeah. We we uh we got people listening. So we appreciate you. Hope you continue listening. Yes. Um Obedient Sofa Audience. So with that being said, let's get to it. So, um, glad to have you, Rebecca. It's probably been about a year and a half since I had you on. Yes, yeah, been a long time. I think uh, last time I had you on, I was deep in the dungeon recording. <laughs> so we've moved up like the Jeffersons. We are now in a more well-lit place. The sun is shining. It is beautiful. That's the vibes. That is all of it, all of the vibes. And I wanted to have you on to talk about... Gifts. Gifts. Yeah. I'm I'm very intentional, so that's why I, I had you sing a little bit at the, <laughs> the beginning. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, get comfortable, girl. Get comfortable. It's time to talk. So um, one of the things that uh, I wanted to help people get an understanding of is what the purpose of gifts are and what a gift is. Because... From the outside looking in, people have a, a way of limiting God. Yes. And so in many ways, they'll look at Rebecca and say, Rebecca is gifted. And you say, why is Rebecca gifted? And they'll say, well, she can sing. She sings so amazing. And then uh, you'll say to them, well, are you gifted? And like, well, I'm pretty sure I'm gifted in something, but God didn't gift me in that. I would love to sing in the same way that I would love to play the piano. Like when I say I wish I played the piano, I am saying that literally sometimes I am making music. <laughs> I stare at the keys on the piano and I get frustrated that I can't just play whatever is in my mind. So it will take me hours to get something at least looking similar to what is in my mind. And so I wouldn't say that I'm gifted in playing the piano, but I am gifted. And so everyone is gifted. Everyone is gifted. And so I wanted to have a conversation with a gifted person to give people some understanding about being gifted before I get into some of the greater points of it. But number one, understanding that a gift 
is not a talent. No. Gift is not a talent. And gift is what is given to us. That's why it's called a gift. Right. You, you, like literally, people don't understand. Like a gift sounds so positive until you get a gift you didn't ask for. Yeah. Like but, have you ever gotten something somebody gave you a gift and you like, I can't use this at all. Well, you already know we got some <laughs> we get some sucky <laughs> gifts, right? We get back gifts. Right. So the best gifts are gifts that are given with intention. Yeah. And thoughtfulness. Yes. Who's more gifted and thoughtful? Who's more intentional than God? Literally, what makes his gifts awesome is that there's thought, there's thought into it. Yeah. Thought that is put more into it than we can even understand. That's absolutely true. So the cool thing about his gifts is that I don't even know how it can serve the purpose of my life. But then all of a sudden, I find myself in a position to use it. And I'm so glad he gave me that. I just, it's just weird because every time you say, Rebecca, you're gifted, there's a certain sense of pressure. So we, I would thought we was going to get into it later, but <laughs> I will visit it now. I thought it was going to take a second for us to get there. But there's a certain level of pressure there. Yeah. Where do you think that pressure is from, Rebecca? Honestly, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm just telling you the reaction that yeah, I yeah. have every single time. So you haven't spent time with it in the sense of why I feel this? No. I mean, we could say the... Or what it's associated with. I think it's associated with me acting on that, acting on the gifts. So it is not the relationship with the gift as much as it is the rea- realization that the gift comes with responsibility. Absolutely. Amen. And part of what I wanted to explain to people is not just, hey, you have a gift, but hey, you have a work to do with that gift. <laughs> Literally, it would be as if this, these are the worst gifts I'm hearing. The worst gifts is when people give me something related to work. Yes. So I enjoy <laughs> vacuums. Yes, you do. If somebody bought me a vacuum. <laughs> Abnormally so. I would love that. I would love it because I don't see vacuums as associated with work, but I'm not a woman. <laughs> so there's, if you bought a woman, if you bought a woman that was tasked with cleaning the house, if you bought her a vacuum, she would be offended. She would be offended. She would say, don't give me something that, that serves me more in the capacity of working than does in my capacity to enjoy myself. Well, she doesn't see serving her at all. Exactly. So herein lies the problem with gifts and why we see more people sit on them than use them is because they don't see how it serves them. They see how it serves people like a singer is looking and saying, y'all get more out of this mess than I do. I got to actually stand up, get in front of y'all when I don't want to and sing and y'all get to sit there and cry. I feel attacked. You know what I'm saying? No, don't feel attacked. <laughs> feel edified. Okay. Yeah, and we could do another podcast about why edification <laughs> feels like attack. <laughs> we could do another podcast about that. But it's but here's the thing, Rebecca, and I shared this with your son. The cool thing about what we're talking about is that it's a shared human experience, a she. And the reason we have to have these podcasts is because We are not isolated in our feelings. We are sharing an experience that everyone is feeling. And that means not just Rebecca, the singer, but Force, the minister, the artist, the designer. We are feeling these the effects of these things. Why are we feeling them? Because they are shared. They're so shared that God even made sure that his son spoke about it in the Bible, which is the manual to shared human experiences. Literally, he's telling them that, hey, I don't do anything without intention. Right. Whatever I do is because of my father. And that's just a like mindedness. And I'm trying to obtain. Yeah. yeah. But what we, we part of uh, growing to something is the conversations that edifies and Absolutely. give us perspective. And that's all we're doing here. And, but, and, and becoming free from that, because I feel like the more I talk about it, the more I talk about it, the more free I get. Absolutely. That's why that's why podcasts have a place and, and understanding, important. as you would say, to consider the converse, The understanding comes through conversation, even though people keep telling us talk is cheap because they think they, they're going to be able to the, the do is just the do 
but to do with no understanding, it minimizes the do. No, but you know what? As I get older, I find that talk isn't cheap because communication is a part of every single relationship in our lives. Absolutely. It's the, it's, they say language is the center of civilization. It's necessary. It's necessary. So necessary that every species communicates. Right. Literally, like dolphins have yeah. sonar and they just, yeah. and they're, <laughs> sorry for those who got headphones on. I apologize. The, the, but they, every, 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 even when pe- we found out people were deaf right. or, or couldn't speak, we found a way to do sign language. Every human must communicate. Why? Because communication is the portal to the mind. Yeah. That's why he said that words are power. He said death and life is in the power of the tongue and people turned into a superstitious thing. What he was telling you is that a person either grows or dies according to what they take into their heart. Not in the way of self-fulfilling prophecy, but in the way of self-fulfilling mindset. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? So to sit amongst other people and to talk about our gifts is so missing from church. It is missing. Why? Because church is a place where they commodify the gift. Right. More than they do stir up the gift. But seeing that if we talked about it more, people will feel less misused. Yes, they will feel less misused if you stirred the gift instead of sterilized the gift. See, when I stir the <laughs> gift, this guy was saying, hey, guys, ain't nobody getting paid. There was no talk about paychecks and payroll <laughs> in the Bible. He said, stir up the gifts so that y'all can actually do the work. Yeah. The real work. The reason why we sit on our gifts is because we are being taught that the gift must be a commodity. Mm. And if the world don't find value in my gift, it's not a gift. And I, I, I was just talking to Solomon about this. When I I was about to graduate high school, my art teacher came to me and said, I know a way you can get a full scholarship to art school. And I was just like so excited about it. And then yeah. I went home and then I, everybody was like, art school, what you going to do? How's that going to work? How are you yeah. going to get money from that? And then I was like, geez, you're right. Yeah, but I let that change my whole focus because I thought, hey, I can't get money from this. Yeah. This can't be a life and, decision. And literally, we were the last of a dying breed. We were the last of the people who who were influenced by those words. We just live in a whole culture that I love so much. I love that we are in a space and time where people see that they can do anything. It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. I know but, we live in a world where not only can you do <laughs> yeah. anything, but you can also, you know, do a video where you're lap dancing with the devil. <laughs> and yeah, I get it. You can do anything. It creates a whole world. But for the believer, this is what better time than right. now. Right. And right now, right now, literally, you can do anything. And here's a here's the thing, guys. You might not be talented to the world, but you are gifted by God. Right. Got to create the distinction. So if a person goes out to sing and they sell no records, they will say, I must not have been meant to be a singer. Sounds idiotic to me, but that person doesn't understand. Like when I look at you and people say, you know, we really want to hear Becky sing. Like y'all should put out an album. Y'all should do this. It's like, we should, but it's not time. And I know it's not time because in order for us to do this right, we all have to be in agreement of what we're doing. Yeah. So if one person is saying, I want to do this so that I can get money. Another person is doing this. I want to do this so people can hear that I can do it. Yeah, because that was that's been my position. The other person says, "I don't want to do it because I don't want to do it." Because I don't want to do it. I don't want the work. I don't want the pressure. I don't want the the. I just don't know what it can yield me, and I would be more susceptible to do it if I could see how it's supposed to yield me, or what it's going to yield me, or how it's all going to play out. I just don't see me fitting there, or just the simple fear. But if we literally our part, me and Solomon's podcast was about how 
fear is more of a human response to some the way we see something. Yeah. And so fear becomes in this context becomes a, a re, uh, unhealthy relationship with work. <laughs> or failure. I mean No, the, the, the that's the thing. It's we cheapen it when we say failure because really failure was the byproduct of us thinking of it in a negative way. So when desire is stronger than fear, which are both chemical, human, biological responses, mm-hmm. all of a sudden fear subsides because desire is greater than fear. <laughs> so also true. because there's no want to, then it creates the room for fear and fear creates the byproduct of all these scenarios that end in what? Failure. Because, you know, we do make those type of rationalizations in our minds yes. so we can have a good we ra- reason. Yes, we rationalize according to what stimulates us. Yeah. And we say, hey, I don't have to do it because I know it's not going to work. Exactly. So as I was telling with Solomon, it's like the horrific process that a caterpillar goes through is not up for him. If it was, none of them would go into the cocoon, especially when everybody's like, hey, what's happening in there? And then one person come out and say, well, what happened was I turned into a pile of goo. And then all of a sudden, my molecular structure began to build back up into a whole butterfly. And that's cool. But it was scary in there. Ain't nobody else going in there. We don't even know if it's painful. We don't don't even know if it's painful, sis. It could be painful. We do know whatever that is, they take you from three molecular states. They go from a solid to a goo to back to a solid, but another type of solid. That's amazing. That's called a metamorphosis. And it's scary. And that's why it happens all behind a cocoon. Because if we saw it happen in real life, (laughs) it would be crazy. Be freaked out. Be freaked out. And every other caterpillar would be freaked out. (laughs) But they don't even, they're a prisoner to what? Design. Mm -hmm. People are not. We're a prisoner to to nothing. God gave us free will. He gave us the key. So literally, we unlock our cocoon at any point we want. And we we stifle and stagnate our progression. Our process. We, I'm getting out of my cocoon. Why are you getting out to compete? I got to go bathroom. I, I got to get married. I, I got to have children. I got to get a job. I got to. We do it for so many things. But literally, gifts are not. They're given with intention. Yes. Given with the intention to work. Not according to what we want, but according to the work of the kingdom. Amen. So Rebecca is using her gift. Even if Rebecca is just singing to her children. Amen. And the reason why we have to share this is because we need people to be comfortable in just using the gift. That gift may not have meant for world consumption. And I'm good with that. (laughs) I know you are. (laughs) I know you are. But it's, it's something that I want you to know. Not everything about us is wrong. <laughs> and not every perspective we have is wrong. Sometimes it's, we just need to be reassured in that perspective. Amen. And you, you have a pure heart when it comes to the gift. And purity just needs to be sourced. <laughs> sourced. It doesn't need to be fooled around with. You have a pure perspective with your gift. You don't you're not intentionally trying to make money with it or to make yourself a star. You've been raised in a way where you have a healthy perspective in that. But mm, I knew there was a but. There is a but. We don't need we need to always remind each other of the beauty of using it. Even in the smallest of ways. It was one time I was sick as a dog and I remember just asking you if you could just sing. You might not understand why that's important. Or when somebody texts me and say, can you get Becky to sing it and record it and then send it to me? You might not understand that. When the people who saying I miss hearing your voice. Do you know what I'm saying? You might not understand that. But it, our gift is not for us to understand. And I would not even have a podcast talking about how <laughs> our how our gifts touch people. 
Because I noticed that artists love to do that too. <laughs> I don't care how I touch you. I really don't. I do not care. It's not for me to care about. Because it's honestly, it's not the act that's touching you. It's it's the obedience that is the final piece to the recipe. It's like soda by itself is fine, but you add some Mentos and all of a sudden you, you get an explosion. The final thing that aligns it all together is not just what God gave me, but me obeying the gift right. to use it in the way he intended. Now, nothing worse than buying somebody a gift for a certain intention. Like you seeing that they need something and then you see them you do it, but not use the gift they gave that you gave. Them. Right. But, but also like, do I, should I question when I should use my gifts or a gift or what is appropriate? Because I mean, you know, when you sing in church, you're like, all right, this, this feels like it's, it's supposed to be. It does feel like that, isn't it? You want to know why I feel like that? Because it's, it fits more to our understanding of what the culture has taught us giftings are. Right. Gifts need a stage. Right. <laughs> Right. I mean, if you don't have a stage for your gift, we laugh at people. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? But then I, I'm constantly being challenged with this in myself because I'm noticing the impacts that my gifts are having on a very small scale. Small in the eyes of man, big in the eyes of God. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Something. It, it, it's not what you do; it's where you do it. Right. So literally. You know, I've been watching this show about the moon landing and it's a retelling of it. So it's fictional. But I was thinking like when he said one small step for man, one giant step for mankind. That's the perspective of the people of God. Everything we do is one small step to man. But it's one giant leap for the kingdom of God. It is literally Philip. Shout out to Philip. We we. We write songs, we produce together, but he said, man, there's a song that you made that I just been listening to and it's just been getting me through. And I told him, that's my Grammy. <laughs> like, that's my Grammy. Like, literally, he said, it's, it's challenging me in my relationship with God. It's been my meditation. It's what I've been rehearsing and listening to. That song is doing its job. It's not about the streams. That's why I can laugh at myself. I can post my 200 streams on Spotify, you know, because I, it's not about the streams. It's where it's streaming to. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yesterday I was looking at the analytics and um, somebody in New Orleans listened to this every day, like 20 times. Right. It, it's just... I love the fact that just it's just one person maybe is <laughs> listening to that song in New Orleans. The the tools that are afforded to us are to reach people, but not in numbers in mass, but it's to expand the reach to who right. that maybe that one person God wants to reach. Yeah, but isn't it the fact that Jesus was you know after one person got saved, he said. All of heaven rejoices. All of heaven rejoices. He's trying to explain to us the scale. Yeah. <laughs> right there, Rebecca. He's trying to explain to us the scale. He's like, this is one person to you, to man. But this is a celebration to the kingdom of God. This is a celebration to the children that this person will have, who will experience a better person because of who they've become. Right. To those children's children right. who experience a better person because they were a better person because of the better mm-hmm. person that this person became. So it's not really just one soul. It's not. <laughs> the Whoever I touched in New Orleans is going to touch others with the mindset that they received from one thing. Amen. And this is coming from a person who many people would tell you is not gifted to sing. Therein lies the problem with talent and gifting. Yeah. We're not talking about who can sing. 
we not say we not going to minimize Rebecca and say she's gifted because she can do something in a way that's pleasing to your ear. Yeah, but you already know how I feel about that anyway. Yeah, but I'm, it's not <laughs> that wasn't for you. That's for that's for everybody else who thinks they know what a person's gifted right. in because of what they are talented in. I would I would I would relate that to me then. Because I don't think I'm in no means I'm the best singer. Because you're not. But it's just something that. But they relate you in relation to them. Everybody relates people according to them. Critics relate people according to other things they critique. Right. So a person will hear you sing and say, yeah, she all right, but she not insert good singer. Right. That's not most people. Most people will relate who's talented based on whether they can do what they can do. So a person is going to say, sis, you can sing. That person is usually saying that according to the fact they can't. Got it. <laughs> it's, it's it's not something that they even understand. So if somebody listens to it right now and say, that's not true. It's like, no, just consider it for a second. <laughs> just consider it. Because like a lot of times we don't even give thought to the fact no. that we appreciate p- people who do things that we can't do. And once we see like the, what the majority of people can do and when we see somebody do greater than the majority, they become the minority and we value that. Yeah. So imagine if we lived in a world where everybody sung. Then nobody would say you're gifted. Do you get what I'm saying? No, so, so let's go deeper. What happens when somebody thinks they're not gifted because they can do something the majority of people can do? That is most people. That is most people. That's why I'm talking to you right now, person listening. <laughs> you may do something that you don't think matters because you think everybody can do it, but everybody's not going to do it like you and for the person you are. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> can everybody walk? Yes. Most people well, can walk. Not everybody. I'm sorry. Not everybody. Shout out to the people. Well, not shout out. Prayers out to the people who can't walk. Prayers out and shout out to y'all. But those people would consider people who can walk to be what? Gifted. Gifted. But the people who can walk and don't know a life without walking will see you walking and they'll think nothing of it. They take it for granted. They take it for granted. But I know that in a room where I in a if I go out in the street and I see everybody walking, I know some people walking to do good. Some people walking. Some people walking to do bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this. I love this breakdown. I love this right here. <laughs> this is so good. Oh, I, I had to matters. <laughs> Real church matters. There we go. Th- this is so good because literally you can see people, everybody doing what you do and minimize it because yeah. the majority can do it, but only the ma- the minority are taking what the majority can do and using it for God. Absolutely. So everybody's walking. Only some people are walking towards evil. I mean, good. And there's a lot more people walking towards what? Evil. So everybody can write. Mm-hmm. But who sits and writes scripture inspired by man? The people in the Bible. <laughs> the people in the Bible. That's it. <laughs> and it's supposed to be us too. <laughs> Literally, like nobody's asking you to write the Bible, but then we're asking you to write the Bible. Yeah. We are. All right, we're living epistles. You're you're a living epistles, and guess what? Everybody who can write about God should write about God. I just wrote a song, and in the song, the lyrics are very simple. I say every lyric I write sounds like the same song. I can't stop writing about you. Every sentence I say sounds like a run on. I can't stop talking about you. It'd be the simplest things. Literally, all I'm saying is is that I'm a broken record. And the hook says that I said, I'm a broken record, a broken man who you took in your hands and changed and helped them understand. He's a broken record. Amen. Everything that I do is connected to God. That's how I'm a gift. He's trying to make somebody so happy right now. (laughs) That's, That's how I'm a gift. I'm a gift because of how I'm used, not because I'm exclusive or unique. 
but because of how I'm used. I'm I'm a gift, not because I'm exclusive in what I can do, but I'm exclusive in who I do it for. for. I am a gift. You are a gift. When you dedicate your energies, your efforts, your purpose, your words, your thinking to God, you are a gift. You are gifted. You are his. Amen. Amen. Slap a bow on me. Everywhere I go, I come bearing Amen. gifts because everything I am is dedicated to God. And so I become a present to everyone that I am around. Ooh. Amen. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Literally, what makes you a gift, Rebecca, has little to do with your singing. Absolutely. It's who you singing to. <laughs> and the minute you decide to not sing about him, you no longer have a gift. Amen. I don't know what we call that, but I, I'm pretty sure there's a word in the dictionary. Sometimes I look in the dictionary just because I know there's a word for how I'm feeling that I don't know the word to yet. <laughs> but there needs to be a word for the uh, the misuse of a gift. So when I buy you a gift and you don't use it or it lays around or you use it in the wrong way, there needs to be a word for misappropriation. That. We'll just say misappropriation. It's, <laughs> we'll just call it that. Then. But the reality is, is that these are so misappropriated. And I could, but honestly, I couldn't imagine singing about anything else. You want to know why? Because the reality is, is that we live in a culture where they have created a distinction of Christianity to be what you sing about mm-hmm. but not even from the play we sometimes we had the right thing but it's sourced from the wrong place absolutely you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's like there's this n- n- naughty thing now this is what i tell my children and i think it's important for the people of god to understand we are servants and in the end he's gonna say welcome my good and faithful servant mm-hmm or he's going to say, depart from me. You worker of iniquity. worker of iniquity. In, in both of those, we have workers. We have somebody giving their service to something. A worker yeah. and a servant. See, in the end, we're doing work. And but he, for who? And here's the thing. Here's the thing that, that needs to be clear. We are doing these things as a gift. Right. See, see, when you give, they actually say gift. Who do you mm. want to gift this to? <laughs> right. You want to gift this to? Literally, I want y'all to know, like, you're working for free for whoever you're working for. You're working for For free. free. You are donating your time, gifting your services. He's saying, depart from me. You gifted your services to the person who didn't even give you the gift. Didn't even give you the gift. I gave you the gift of walking. Oh, y'all thought gifting meant talent. (laughs) Go, Go somewhere with that. I gave you the gift of walking. Who did you use your feet where, for? Where did you go? Where did you go? I gave you the gift of speaking. I didn't have to do that. But what did you say? See, when you're born <laughs> with a gift, you don't know how important a gift is. See, if you're born with a nice house, then if somebody gifted you a house, you'd be like, oh, that's nice. I appreciate that. But the person who didn't have mm-hmm. and got, the person who didn't walk and now can walk. Amen. He is going to run and jump, jump and leap and praise, praise the Lord because he knows what he's been given. Yeah. I know that I've been given a gift of, of the way that I think. Yeah. I can't use this for evil. I can't use it for good. I got to use it for God. There's a difference. There's this thing in the middle, guys. There's this thing in the middle. I know some of you think that you're yeah. using your gift yeah. for good, that God is pleased. But if you ain't using your gift for him, he's not pleased. Because you could be doing good with bad intentions. Becky can go right now to the <laughs> old folks home and start singing for them. But if that ain't what God is asking for her to do, then she is not working for him. She's a worker of iniquity. Amen. Do you get what I'm saying? Like literally everything we do is in service to the kingdom. This is the truth. And working at CVS for a long time there, you realize people say, go ahead, do busy work until your manager comes and tells you what to do. Yeah. I went to my manager and said, I did this, this and this. And they're like, so what? I didn't ask you to do that. So what? I didn't ask you to do that. I need you to be in a position where you're always ready to do what I say. And if I didn't say do it, then why are you spending energy towards it? Yeah. Why? That's what people do. That's what people do. 
I have this. It must be needed for something. You're restless with what you've been given. You're not intentional. Mm. You need to be intentional. If Becky sings, it needs to be intentional. Becky has to sing with the intention to give people God. It can't be I sing. So naturally I should sing. No, no. (laughs) I walk. So naturally I should walk. I draw. So naturally I should draw. No. And and not in the poisonous way too. I'm going to tell you what I'm about to say. It's very important. You have a person, they love the Lord. They are starting a barbershop. They name it anointed cuts. (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) That ain't even what God asking you to do. That ain't what he's asking you to do. So now anointing cuts is open for business. Now people come in and they're cutting their hair. And now you're talking to them about God. That ain't what God asked you to do. See, you opened up anointed cuts. For a reason outside of what God intended. He said, man shall work by a sweat of his brow. Open up that shop, get to work, make money. So. You're not going to cut people who are gay. You're not going to cut atheist hair. No, because they didn't say that. I don't understand. <laughs> so you're cutting out the market. So you're making your your efforts half of what it can yield yeah. you. Where you could take the money that was meant for evil and actually use it for good. But you so caught up in what you think is righteous. You actually miss the purpose of serving God Absolutely. in wisdom in wisdom. Jesus didn't speak to one type of person. No. (laughs) And you'll never get to sit at the table that Jesus sat at with the people he sat with because you're going to exclude them. You would have put a sign up and say only only Christians (laughs) at this table. Uh, Unequally yoked. Excuse me. (laughs) But how can I reach the outside? How can you reach outside if you unequally you 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 worried about being unequally yoked? Let me tell you this. You one (laughs) egg short of an omelet. And half the people talk about unequally yoked, you are spelling it (laughs) Y-O-L-K. It's Y-O-K-E. It's a different type of (laughs) yoke. And that's why your whole life is scrambled. (laughs) And it should be over easy. And you're going to be yoked up. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get yoked up. And you have boiled. And two fried. And two fried. <laughs> we got any more? Do we got? No, any, I'm uh, done. You tapped out. Oh God, dog! I think I got one more. Dog. <laughs> with I, egg I, on your face. With, uh, there, that's the perfect <laughs> ending right there. With egg on your face. The reality is, is that we got to do better. We got to do better. We got to understand what's a gift and stop excluding people. There's a sister or a brother right now that think they don't got no gift just because you don't know how to dance, sing, act. I mean, come on, guys. I wish it was about talents. What's wrong with just praying for people? What's what's wrong with, he said, literally, he says it in the Bible, (laughs) because we got to have scripture because it's a Christian podcast. So he says in the Bible, he says, some are gifted to pray. He says some are gifted to speak in tongues. Why is he calling those gifts? Like, here's the thing. The way y'all look at gifts, I should be able to go on America's Got Talent and win. It ain't going to be no sister on there like, well, what's your gift, sister? And she like, well, all y'all bow your heads. (laughs) Father God, in the name of Jesus, today I just come to execute my gift and excellence (laughs) before these people. And they're not going to just, we on the voice, all of a sudden they turn their chair around like, Who's the sister praying? I just had to see. Christina Aguilera just had to see who was praying. She's like. The anointing. The anointing over you. I just had to see. Pharrell is like, from the time you said, Father God, I just knew you were the one. You're going to Las Vegas, sister. I'm going to Las Vegas. No. To pray some more. You're not going to win a multi-platinum album. You're not going to win a Grammy praying. But it's a gift. But it's a gift. You're not going to win an album of the year speaking in tongues, but it's a gift. And we start to value talent more than gift. And so we we actually at the point now where the doggone talented people run the church. (laughs) 
They are the church now. They are. I was about to say, they are the church. You got a talent? Come get the six-figure salary, and we'll make you sing your pastor, because everybody will come. How long before he's been singing with his whole singing career, then he becomes a pastor? Yeah, man. But It's you a know, lot of that. There's a direct correlation <laughs> between our fixation with the talented and Satan being the angel who sung. Ooh. Uh-oh. Who actually forgot that even though he was mm. talented, he was not to be served and worshipped mm. and got beside himself because of the abilities he had. Mm. You get what I'm saying? You think he not living and thriving and enjoying? I wish Satan had horns and was red and half mm. minotaur or goat. I wish he was that. <laughs> know what he is? He's an angel of light who exudes the beauty of God's creation, but misuses it, misuses that beauty and misuse God's creation for his own selfish intention. That's satanic. So what I just described is us. uh, (laughs) Jesus, you Satan's (laughs) You You satanic. I I realized that that's what he's saying. When he said, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. He's looking at someone who he considers to be demonic. The source where he first he's he found the first. Yes, he says re- you, you resemble the father of Jesus, disobedience. You Jesus. resemble what I kicked out of heaven. Jesus. Why am I going to let you in? It says this Satan fell to earth like a lightning bolt. Mm. He says, why would I welcome in what I cast it out of here quicker than I, I ever made it? it and who's running to and fro right now seeking whom he can cause to fall in love with themselves. So they do not fall in love with God. Jesus. Mm. This is the other thing we want to share with the gifted out here. Don't fall in love with your gift. Fall in love with the God that gave it to you. Amen. Your gift going to make room. Guess what? It's going to make room <laughs> for you to do God's work. It's not going to make room for you to cash in. See, that's why it's important that we read the Bible and we know our scripture because you you go to the church and you hear these people say your gift going to make room for you. But people... They are not talking about all the rooms you're going in, doing what they want you want them to do, and the answers you want to hear. And L- they- literally, it was a sister that was invited by Trump to sing, and she said, she put on her caption, "My gift made room for me." Listen, I want my I want my gift to make room for me in heaven. Amen. How about that room? Come real, 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 real <laughs> church on. matters. I want my Come gift on. to make room for me in heaven. That's an Instagram Amen. post. All of y'all can put it up. You don't have to say you stealing it from me. It's, I gave it away. You can't steal what I gave away. It's yours. Make room for me, Jesus. Make room for me. See, see, my gift reserves a space for me in heaven. When mm. I walk up to the gates, he says, "Come on in." Mm. Welcome. There's a place prepared for you. Come on, because your work reserved that place. Glory. Your work reserved that place. Becky's voice is going to reserve a place for her. Her hands will. Her feet will. That's the type of room I sing for. That we sing for that room. See, we don't sing for sellout rooms. We sing for the sold out. I got to say that again. (laughs) We don't sing for sellout rooms. We sing for the sold out. Real church. Real real church. We have a church for the gifted right now. Are you gifted? If you're telling me you're not gifted right now, if you're telling me you're not gifted, then you have been miseducated. Mm-hmm. I want to educate you. Amen. You are gifted. If you're breathing, you're gifted. Thank you, if Lord. you're hearing me, you're gifted. You, if Jesus. you're speaking, you're gifted. If you can see, yes. you're gifted. If you can write, if you can grab a pen and a piece of paper, write your auntie a letter. Tell her how powerful and awesome God is. Thank Tell you, her Lord. to submit herself to his ways. Yes. T- t- if you're gifted and you can Jesus. speak, you're gifted. Sit your children down. Mm. Read them a scripture. Talk to them about what that scripture Scripture speaks to you. That is giftings. My mother was gifted. She wasn't the best singer, but she sung to her children. She wasn't the best songwriter, but she wrote songs about God to Mm. her children. She wasn't the best cook, but she cooked for her children. She wasn't the best at anything, but she did the best she can 
in service to God. She didn't even do it in service to her spouse. She didn't do it in service to her children. She didn't do it in service to herself. She did it in service to God. She gifted him what he gifted her. When we return it to sender, we receive a greater reward. Amen. Do all in the name of the Lord. Yes. Only what you do for God will last. That's why you got it. You got you got me excited, Becky. You got me. You got excited. me excited. <laughs> just to use it, just to thank you, Jesus. To your, your, one of your daughters, one of your babies, maybe Vicky, maybe Autumn, maybe Sarai, thank maybe Jesus. Sydney, are scared in the dark. You just sit your chair beside them and sing Amen. to them. Maybe uh, Solomon is dealing with anxiety or fear. Maybe it ain't time to talk. Maybe it's just time to Amen. sing to them. Amen. Just sit here, just lay beside me and just listen to me sing because that's what he gave it that's all it takes sometimes that's what he gave it for (laughs) that's what he gave it for i used to i told philip i used to just listen to him play in the room and he i didn't have to tell him what i was going through i didn't have to tell him how i was afraid how i was uh having thoughts uh, of leaving this earth i didn't have to tell him that god knew it Amen. And Philip just availed himself, just sat at the piano and played. This is a teenager. And what he played touched me. He was being used. We mess up because we think, okay, he played a piano, so you must go and do this for a living. No, he's going to do it for the living. For the living. Thank you, Jesus. And he's doing it for the living so he can live again. Amen. See, the thing that our gifts do is it invest in our eternity. That's what our gifts do. It invests in our eternity. It sets us up to be positioned for the hereafter, not for the now. Amen. But I also think that it allows us to stay where we're supposed to be. Now, people say, you know, I'm hiding under the wings of God. I'm in the shadow of the almighty. How do you get there? How do you get there? (laughs) See, there's a David played the Lear. L-Y-R-E. It's a little harp. It's like a, a handheld harp. Mm-hmm. The iPad of harps. It sits right on your lap. And he played it. And he wrote these songs. Those songs didn't go platinum. Those songs didn't even yeah. rhyme. They, they, they weren't in any yeah. form. They were just between him and, and God. put him in the right place. It was for his meditation. Just like when Philip was paying, it put you it was for, in the right place. It was for our meditation. Amen. The, that's what gifts do. And we not ta- I'm not talking physically. I'm talking about in our minds. In it puts mind. us in a place. It puts us in a place. It sets our mind. See, the, the, the thing is, all music moves us. Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about being moved. We're not talking about the emotional response. We are talking about... The thing that reminds us, brings back to our remembrance. The whole reason you have in communion is so that you remember who and what Christ did. And everything that does that is communion. Amen. And I don't want to get on tangent, but that's why you are not supposed to listen to certain things. See, (laughs) let's go there. So for me, I want to make sure that I'm creating this distinction. That it is less about what we're saying and more about who we're saying it to. to. And so whenever they create these genres, because even in gospel music, there are things that are secular. Amen. Because secular means that it is absent of God. Absent of God. Not that it is absent of the subject matter of God, Mm -hmm. because there are many things that have the subject matter of God. Mm -hmm. The reason why this is an excellent point is because we have Justin Bieber, who just released a gospel album Mm -hmm. called Freedom. Mm -hmm. And on that gospel album is a man saying things about Jesus. He is speaking about who we are speaking about. And in first glance, to many, that would be considered a gospel Album. Of course. But subject matter is not what constitutes pleasing God. We know that because he said many will say, Lord, Lord. <laughs> oh, man. Do it. 
Real church matters. Many will say, Lord, Lord. He didn't even tell you that they're going to say it in multiple mediums and forms. They're going to say it. Many will say, Lord, Lord, in song. Many will say, Lord, Lord, Mm. in speech. Many will say, Lord, Lord, in action. But many will not see the kingdom of heaven. He will say, depart from me, you worker worker of iniquity. I want you to know he's he surrounded himself with people from albums that you consider to be Christian. Mm-hmm. There's I think believe there's Chandler, uh, whatever the guy's name is, but he's with the the whole consortium of people that are making all the music that everybody likes right now. The Motor mm-hmm. City something. Yeah. No. Maverick City. Maverick City. There we go. Thank you. And if they happen to listen to this podcast, God bless you. Continue to do what you're doing under the convictions that you're doing it in. All I can ask for people to do is to do in conviction. Amen. But be mindful if you would even indulge me to listen to someone who is just me. Yeah. Be mindful and challenge yourself in what you understand to be the intention of what God is calling us to do. It is not so much what we say as much as it is the perspective in which we focus it to and the intention behind it. Getting on an album may seem like the thing to do because more people will hear it under the Trojan horse of Justin Bieber. But I promise you that the intention of getting word to many people is not as important as the intention of getting word to his people. Amen. And it's, oh my goodness, I'm going down a very yeah, deep Yeah, I didn't. I, no, no, it's good though. Okay. It's good. It's good. <laughs> because people will say, isn't the intention to reach people with the gospel? And I want you to understand that part of our problem is that we are expected by Jesus to recognize the right part. Now, I watch a lot of um, <laughs> these out in the wild shows. So let's just put it like this. If yeah, I went out into the river mm-hmm. and took my pot and said, I'm going to get this drinking water. Yeah. Now look at this water. It's all muddled and mm-hmm. dirty and, and stuff. And I say, they say, you can't drink that water because it's supposed to be purified. So I got to go onto the fire and, and heat that water up. But not just that, I got to wait a while mm-hmm. for it to get to a point where I can drink it. This is like somebody joining somebody else on a song, knowing that my message might be muddled. My my message might have some stuff in it that I didn't intend for it to have. And, and, and when, <laughs> But that's, this is the thing. This is where it gets the dexterity of it. It's just it gets thick. It's because when you say message... Every word or lyric can be purely vetted to sound like it's just talking about God. But that isn't the only thing that speaks when we live. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, like every, every message that I've ever preached, the only thing that people heard was the life I lived. Yeah. No, it, I'm not. It, I'm, I'm not talking. No, 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 no. I'm supp- sense, no, no. You, know, the you, you, you said it right. But no, you said it right. You said it right. Literally, the message is muddled mm-hmm. because the actions and the life doesn't reflect. And it, but even that, it's like the intention. <laughs> see, because what we talking about is what we can assess. But see, you know, this is exactly why I'm like, Lord. Take me where you want me to go. I know, but the, but the, <laughs> but the, the it, it it's it can't be that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he's not taking us nowhere. That's no, what I'm, I'm saying. But I'm not saying take me that like he holding my hand. But I'm I'm saying he wants you to be intentional in what you do and make him the intention. Yes, but it also involves a demonstration of not only faith but obedience. That's but that's in, that takes intention. Literally, you, if if you tell your kid to do something and they don't do it, they can say all day they forgot. Intention is all over this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Intention <laughs> is all over. You already know I live that. Yeah. I'm living that. Yeah, <laughs> because teenagers will tell you, I honestly forgot. Mm-hmm. The only way you can forget is because it wasn't intentional. 
See, when you leave it to chance, you might forget. Yeah. But when you're intentional, you never forget. Why? Because intention creates a priority. This thing becomes forefront in my mind. That's why he said, bind the word to the frontlets of your eyes but also, on your forehead. He's also, saying intentionality is yeah, When that word intention, I'm seeing something to the end. Seeing it to the end. I'm seeing something to the end. So when only person who can judge intention <laughs> is God. Is God. And so I want the artists, and like I said, if they're listening, I want you to challenge yourself. The only people that know your intention are you and God. But challenge yourself in your intention, because if your intention is off, Amen. that's what you're going to be judged on in heaven. When he says, depart from me, you work of iniquity, he's not saying the the works that we saw was wrong. Because he said, Lord, they're going to say, Lord, Lord, they're going to cast out mm-hmm. demons. Everything that on the front eyeball test of humanity, we're going to say that's the Lord's yeah. work. But he's saying, I'm judging you on intention and your intention was trash. Depart yeah. from me. Yeah. So even if this is a gospel album, because of its lyrics and content, I'm telling you guys, challenge your intention because I know there's people who only want to sing gospel if they can be paid for it. Amen. There's people. I want to know the person who wants to put out an album when it ain't no money in it. Oh, how about um, singing when there's no recording around? Singing when there's no recording. <laughs> singing. When it, when I'm sorry, there, but let's sing and let me get to know who you are and let me get to to understand what your intention is. Singing when it, when there's no audience. Singing, singing when, when there's, there's no audience. Singing when there's no selfish uh, agenda or byproduct of it. That's intentional. Jesus mm-hmm. did his work in a small radius. He didn't make it to no worldwide status. No. If if you want to give it con, con uh, if you just want to give it uh, context, Jesus didn't even travel the whole United States. Yeah, he probably just traveled the DMV. If we go off of where his ministry was, yeah. literally he was regional in the smallest scale. He did a work that existed and spread. Places he never set foot. That is you. But knowing the future, he knew the future. He knew the future. Now the future, he said greater works because he knew that in 2021, we'd be given podcasts. You could have more reach. (laughs) So you should be able to do a work that has more reach, but still needs to have the same intention. Amen. Still needs to be the father is the focus. Same kingdom mind. Same kingdom mind. And if you know that you're not moving like Jesus. Now Jesus sat and talked with all types of people. But I don't know if he will record an album <laughs> with all types of people. He sat and talked with all types of people. But he only chose 12 to work with. Yeah and even them he was like. <laughs> even them. He, had to, he knew that he had to get these guys up to snuff yeah. to do the work. We got to We got to understand, you know, in the same respect where I can say Jesus talked to all whoever he kept himself around people that were willing to hear him beyond just a one conversation, but were willing to hear yeah. him and learn of but him. What was his intention at the end of whatever conversation at the end of whatever uh, situation they were saved? <laughs> And I'm going to say this because it's important <laughs> that you brought that up. His intention is it was never to save us in the sense of accepting salvation. No, no, not in the sense of salvation. But yeah. I'm saying at the end, their mind was changed. Yes, their mind was changed. Their mind was changed. And we got them create the distinction because save has a stinky connotation. Yeah, let me days. change my words. Yeah. Their mind was Their mind changed. was changed. They never were the same. They never were the same. So there's tons of people who got saved and they still the same. No, no. And because, Their mind was changed. Because they own that word. You rarely <laughs> hear that word in the Bible. So I say people own that word. Yeah. I want to give them the freedom to use it or abuse it how they want. But those, there are tons of people who say, I'm not leaving this room to everybody saved. Sweetie, everybody ain't going <laughs> to get saved. 
But their mind was changed. But their mind, they never left the same. We don't even know the woman with the issue of blood. We don't know how she lived her life after that. We do know he left enough of an impression on her I, to go and tell other people. I know that woman at the well was telling everybody else. He he knew about me. <laughs> That's the indelible mark of, of the work Ooh. of Christ is that people will know. And that's all we, we don't get charged over their decision mm-hmm. with what they know. We just get charged with what they know. Right? Yeah. Every time we use our gifts is to come, bring people to know him. That's what he said. He said, <laughs> let your light so shine before men so they may see, see what? Jesus living inside you. So they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. <laughs> Amen. <Right? laughs> they, they got, they're going to see our work, but it's going to lead them. To yeah. an understanding yeah. of who God is. And then they can make a decision whether yeah. to glorify him or not. But they never can make an educated decision without with limited information. Amen. That's what we're here for. We're literally just here. I was telling Solomon, uh, before the internet, we were limited in our understanding because we were limited in our ability to read. Yeah. So literally, they used to have a joke that said, if you want to hide something from a black person, put it in a book. Why? Because there's certain things I didn't know because I had to read it to know it. And that means you had to go to the library and get the right book. True. Now it's just the internet. You want to know something? Literally. I was sitting with uh, Lee and Anna. Shout out to Lee and Anna. And they said, uh, how many teeth does a dinosaur have? I said, I don't know. And they said, what's the most teeth? So we typed in <laughs> which dinosaur has the most teeth. Come to find out, the nigga source. <laughs> I'm not making this up. It's a dinosaur called the Negasaurus. Oh, I know a lot of them. So go ahead, Google it up. <laughs> go, say which dinosaur has 600 teeth. And this Google is going to tell you. Negasaurus. So you learn something every day. Mm-hmm. But literally, you know how much books we learn that in a matter of seconds. You know how many books you had to read through just to get to that? Yeah, yeah. We are literally in a place where... Access to information is at all time high. Why isn't access to who God is at all time high? Mm. We are his Google. Mm. If you know, if a person want to know, they should know. That's the thing. When we talk about yeah. ripe harvest, because I, I didn't finish that thought. But ripe harvest is a person who wants to know. Yeah. And your job is just to know so you can you give tell. it to them. Yeah. Now, we don't know. I keep saying I'm going to do a podcast on it, but missionary's work is horribly stilted (laughs) because people think missionary work is getting people to receive salvation. When receiving salvation is not the act of the body, it's the act of the mind. And that doesn't happen immediately. It happens over time. Happens. a, A person is made aware of something it begins a journey of awareness yes, that does not end until you die. Oh, we're still on that journey. So still on that journey of awareness. There's still things I'm learning. I just learned about nigga source. I also just learned uh, something else that God don't like about me. Yeah. Something else that I need to change. That word always is pumping in my head now. Consider Rebecca. Absolutely. Consider. Consider every single thing we've been, we've been put in a world where people Swallow tell us those heart lumps. <laughs> In my throat. <laughs> I mean, uh, Becky, we've been put in a world where people tell us yeah. you, you're being too deep. Mm. And I just shared something with Philip, and I don't think I shared it on here. But literally, it takes more effort to stay on top of the water than to get into the deep part of it. You need a boat. You need jet skis. You need all this <laughs> stuff. You need acceleration, force speed, everything to resist gravity. Literally, when you see a person on the surface, they are putting so much effort to stay there. Get deep, y'all. Fall into the deep. Because that's just, you want to. You want to. You want to stay oblivious. You got to fight to stay oblivious. You got to fight to stay on the surface. You really have to fight. You really have to fight, especially as a Christian. People sitting around, they're like, well, you reading too much into it. No, (laughs) God is reading too much. The angels reading too much. Satan reading too much. You're the only person trying not to read. <laughs> but literally, that's what the Bible is telling us. He's like, this layers to this. It's layers. <laughs> it's layers to it. 
It's layers to all of it. It's layers to all of it. It puts us in a position where we have to challenge ourselves mm. to literally just let ourselves go to the deep. Let. Literally, when you let yourself, it tells you let. The problem with let is mm. the same problem I had when I was trying to learn to swim. Mm. The guy kept telling me to relax myself, and I just kept tensing myself. Why? <laughs> because that water seemed like it was endless. It seemed like the bottom was so far mm. away. Seemed like the whole scope of it to fall into the void of it, I would lose myself. But that's the point. Yeah, that's the point. Lose yourself. Amen. Get lost. I don't know how we we got to a lot of places, <laughs> but we did get to where we wanted to go. So shout out to every, all the gifted. Amen. And the gifted is you. Gifted is you. Yeah. The gifted is you. Gifted is you. No more asking what God's purpose is. No more asking what your gift is. Stop going to church to find your gift. The church is not the wizard of Oz, and you are not the cowardly lion. Mm. <laughs> or maybe you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Matter of fact, I know a lot of cowardly lions. I know some Tim Man. I, I know some scarecrows. But I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Going to the wizard ain't going to get you what you need. No, because they already had it. You already had it. You just need to source it for the right thing. Amen. And the devil is like those monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to everybody. Episode 172. We just going to call this one the gifted. Amen. God bless. Thank you, Rebecca. You're welcome. God bless everybody. Yeah. Sing us out, Becky. Gifted, gifted, you're gifted. Yes, you are. Yes, you are.